Hey crew, welcome back to the Skipper Report. On this episode, I'm sitting down and talking with a former student of mine, Kate Mulder. Kate is an avid outdoor enthusiast who spends much of her time fishing for salmon out in Lake Ontario with her dad. She also happens to enjoy hunting, whether it be turkeys, deer, and last year she forayed into moose hunting. So grab yourself a beverage, sit back, enjoy this episode as Kate and I talk about her outdoor enthusiasm. I'm nervous. <laughs> you don't have to be nervous, man. <laughs> I don't know. Go anything. get go get a <laughs> I, I I know I'm bad, right? I was like, go get a beer, man, and sit back. <laughs> <laughs> I got lemonade in a wine cup. <laughs> oh, there you go. And I, I have oh. coffee. <laughs> so Yeah, I'm not sure. Ah, it'll be fun. <laughs> it'll be fun. You know what? Just um yeah, it's it's just like you and me talking in the classroom. That's all. Kate, who are you? <laughs> uh, I'm Kate Mother, and I was in Mr. Woods' grade 8 class. <laughs> um, I love fishing, and that's what I'm here to talk about today. And I'm currently in grade 11 in high school. And you go to high school at Port Hope High School? Yes. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. And we were just talking that She's a 17-year-old without her license because of the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> and she lives out in the country, so she's kind of stuck, and she's at the whim of her sister probably and her her parents. Yep. <laughs> so uh, one of the things that we have here, I know that uh, when you were a student in our class, I learned about your um, enthusiasm for the outdoors. So tell us a little bit about your the outdoor activities that you like to do, Kate. Um. Hunting, my my dad go turkey hunting and deer hunting. Also, I went on my first moose hunting trip in the fall, so that was fun. I know that was too Other bad than, that we weren't able to meet up because we were kind of in the same area at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually got stuck there because it was like a fly-in. Right. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> so, you, did you get stuck in Thunder Bay, or did you get stuck like at where you were at the hunt camp? We got stuck at the camp. Really? Yeah, I was nervous. <laughs> why Why would you be nervous? I don't know. <laughs> I see. So uh, out of your hunting that you do, what's your favorite type of hunting? Uh, turkey hunting. And why is that? Um, well, because, like, when you go deer hunting, they don't really, like, they don't usually, like, call back, and they're harder to, like, I don't know the word. <laughs> so do when when you go deer hunting, are you actively hunting or or do you sit in a blind? I call it waiting. Oh yeah, we sit in a blind. But like turkeys we can move all over the place. Right. So do you move or or do you kind of uh sit and wait for the turkeys to come to you also? Um we do both. Like depends if we hear them like in the field over or whatever, then we'll move. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. And and what about moose? Did you get anything when or did anybody in your party no, anything? no, I just fished most of the time up there. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and so what was the fishing like? Because you, Kate, people don't know this, uh, Kate normally fishes on Lake Ontario, correct, for salmon? Yeah. You, yeah. And rainbow or just mostly salmon? Just mostly salmon, but we catch rainbows too. Okay. So when you were fishing in the smaller inland lakes in northwestern Ontario, what was that compared, or what was that like compared to uh, Lake Ontario? Well... I guess I like I've always heard that the fishing was really good up there. And was it? And it was. Yeah. It was like yeah. we probably got like twenty fish a day. No way. Yeah. And what type of fish? 
Of walleye. Walleye? Oh, I'm glad that you call it walleye because when I was a kid in Quebec, it was walleye. And when I moved to Ontario, people were like, pickerel. I was like, yeah. what's that? <laughs> and they would show me. And I was like, no, that's walleye because where I come from, yeah. there's an actual fish that's like a miniature pike called a pickerel. Okay. Yeah, a chain pickerel. So you know what a northern pike looks like, right, with all the dots? Yeah. A chain pickerel, all those dots are connected. So it looks like he's got a chain on the body. Oh, that's really cool. So never heard of that. <laughs> yeah, there's there there's a lot of species out there. Do you, do you spend any time fishing for bass? No. No. Oh, you got it. You got it. What's that? <laughs> I hate bass. Oh man, you got to take up fly fishing and uh, and try bass, man. It take you like a half an hour to get a good sized bass into the boat. Yeah. So how did you get started in your outdoor activities? Um, I guess last year with COVID, I was just like, well, I've always liked it since I was a kid. Right. But last year, then I uh, then I had time. So, because I wasn't doing really much school, so then I was like, oh, and then yeah, I just went fishing with my dad. Right. And so, uh, how big is a boat? Uh, how big of a boat does he have when you go out on Lake Ontario? Um, the one we have right now is a 27 foot, but we just bought a new one. Right. And it's 31. What? I think. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. But right now it's stuck in storage because of COVID and the lockdown. Oh, I know. I have a friend who bought a trailer in the fall, big early fall, and he just got delivery of it. He was kind of bummed. Yeah. It- and like, apparently because it's like too wide and stuff my dad can't drive it home right and they're not like the transport people aren't transporting either because of it's not essential oh man really that sucks man yeah so did your dad sell his previous boat or do you still have yeah we still have it like at the house right now because the guy's from quebec and he's keeping it in bowmanville so he didn't want to like drive it home and then drive it all the way back oh i see and and you have a little runabout right for yourself I saw pictures oh, yeah. on Instagram <laughs> that you got at the end of the, uh, in the fall last year. Yeah. Kate's We're going to use that like mostly, I think. Oh, are you? It's cheap fuel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those, yeah. those big boats suck fuel. Like it's crazy. We have like a 17 foot runabout at the cottage and it goes and it has a car engine in it and, okay. and it goes through fuel like crazy. Yeah. And you think something much lighter than a car, but I guess there's so much friction in in water, as I would have taught you in fluids, right, back in grade eight. (laughs) (laughs) Can you recall some of the first activities you did when you were a kid with your dad? Was it hunting, fishing, both? Um, Well, I went fishing. I guess we built our first ice hut when I was probably like three. Uh Uh-huh. So we put that out on Lake Simcoe because back then the ice stayed for a lot longer. Right. So, um, yeah, we like slept over in it and went perch fishing and everything. Ah, I see. So yeah. you were attracted to that being outdoors, camping, yeah. spending time with dad, that sort of stuff. I also um, went hunting like as soon as I got my license with my dad. And how old were you when you got your hunting license? 12 or 13? Yeah, 12 or 13, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's the, the legal age that you can yeah. first write your, your hunting license. I know I want to go, I'd like to go turkey hunting with a bow because where my daughter Kieran lives, there's like hundreds and thousands of turkeys. You would not believe the turkeys. That, like, she'll have a flock walk 
through her property and there's a hundred birds in it. That's crazy. It is. Yeah. But then I'm using a bow, but I got to go take the hunter gun hunter safety course. Yeah. Yeah. But so we were talking about ice fishing and I have a friend. I know that Kate, when she was in school this winter, she would take off at the end of a school day and go fish in the Bay of Quinty, correct? Yeah. And for people who are listening, if you want to check her out, she's on Instagram. What's your handle on Instagram? Um, Kate Mulder Fishing. Kate Mulder <laughs> Fishing. And I showed my buddy pictures, and he was incredulous at the size of the pickerel or the walleye that you were getting out in the Bay of Quinty because he was just getting minnows. <laughs> yeah, they're usually a lot bigger than what I was getting too. So. Really? So without giving away, are you – quite a ways out in the Bay of Quinty or are you um, like closer really. to Belleville? That's yeah, that are you? Oh, okay. That's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Cause there, there were some pretty big fish. He was impressed and he's, <laughs> he's like 60 and he's always been a, an avid uh, outdoorsman, hunter, fisher. He lived, he was an OPP officer up in Northern Ontario. Oh. <clears throat> so he could just step out his back door and do whatever he wanted when he was, yeah. uh, when he was working. I have to ask you then, without giving away any trade secrets, how do you get those big fish? <laughs> um, a jig and a minnow. <laughs> a jig and a minnow, that's it. That's, a, that's my favorite lure. Really? <laughs> like silly as that sounds, yeah. Now, is that a live <laughs> minnow or... Uh, yeah. Oh, really? Because you know what? That's how I used to fish when I was a kid too for uh, largemouth and smallmouth bass. I had this spot in the lake. I guarantee a catch within 20 minutes. Whoever comes to the cottage, I'll take you there and you'll have a bass within 20 minutes. Yeah. And my, my cousin's husband didn't believe me. I took him there and he had a five pound smallmouth bass in about 15 <laughs> minutes. That's so, crazy. Yeah. And, and I tell my kids, cause I have two girls and they love fishing too. And I have pictures of Bronwyn. I don't know if I showed it to you. She was out fishing with her husband at his family's cottage and uh, poor Eric thinks he's a really good fisherman, but Bronwyn can outfish him. <laughs> I think you did show me pictures. I remember the story. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, influences. Obviously, your dad's an influence. Yeah, my dad and my uncle for sure. Right. Is that like your dad's brother? Yeah. Okay. And I think now do they, does your uncle do all the same hunting that your dad does? Yeah, my uncle's also a taxidermist. So. Oh, that, okay. You know what? I didn't realize that because uh, I think on Kate's page, she's got some pretty cool mounts of her uh, turkey trophies. I think that's kind of oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, when you're hunting, what's your favorite, guns or bows? Um. Well, I've never really hunted with a bow. Oh, I thought I you have. I have a funny story. Okay. Um, like, I have a compound that I shoot at home, but... So then this fall, I really wanted to shoot my deer with a crossbow. Yes. And so then the deer walked out in front of me and I shot and I missed it with the crossbow. Right. But it was also right. muzzleloader season or yes. maybe even just gun season. But my dad was sitting with me and he had the muzzleloader. Yes. And I, did, I was too scared to shoot it, and, but then he made me shoot it and that's how I got my deer. And what's the difference between a muzzleloader and a rifle? Um, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> a rifle you put like i don't even know how to explain it well i don't i don't think the muzzle loader the the bullets are rifle like the barrel's not rifled i don't think i might no, be wrong and you like load it 
in yes. the top. Yes, yes. Yeah. And now, did you have to put black powder in there? Yeah. Okay. So when when uh, people are thinking of what a muzzle loader is like, just think about the War of eighteen twelve, and yep. <laughs> and the guns that the soldiers used. They had to, you know, put the gun uh, gunpowder down the barrel slam it down with the ramrod, put a piece of cotton in there, and then they put the ball in. Now, do you use a bullet or do you use a, a ball? It's a bullet. Okay, so it might be, your barrel might be rifled. So the rifling is what makes the, the bullet that comes out of it spin so that it actually travels farther and faster. I have no idea. Yeah. I'm not with the technical stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are now when, you, when you're talking to me. <laughs> Uh, the teacher, the teacher is uh, inbred in me, I guess. <laughs> um, are you gonna hunt with a, a muzzle loader again? Uh, probably. There's, <laughs> yeah. I think the season for muzzle loading uh, guns is as long as a bow season, isn't it? Um, no, the so it's like bow season for deer, and then there's like a week of gun season, right? And then it's like sometime in November, or maybe even December. It's like a week or two of muzzleloaders. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, it might be two weeks because I know it's always a little longer than uh, rifle season. Now, when you yeah. go hunting for your turkeys and your deer, uh, are you local to Northumberland, Durham area, or do you actually travel a ways a bit sometimes? Um, Sometimes, like most times, I just hunt up my place or just down the road. My dad has permission there. Right. Um, But my first turkey I ever got was at... Um, this place in like Bowmanville where my uncle has permission. So okay, cool. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. When we were talking about fishing, how many days did you keep track of? How many days that you fished last year? No, but probably like every day. Every day. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Nice, nice. So your dad wasn't working then either, or he had his crews working. He had his crews working. Uh, so he was. He just. So, Kate's dad runs a construction roofing business. Correct. Yeah. So he's probably just out pricing jobs, and then he has the crews doing all the work while you guys are out recreating on Lake Ontario. Yeah, he's too old to go up on the roof now. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I Since I've retired, I've been doing a fair amount of construction work, and I always, I said, I don't do roofs. I've fallen off a roof yeah. enough times. I said, I'm, I'm done with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if I asked you this. Uh, your favorite, hunting or fishing? Fishing, I think you are, yes. Okay. Why? <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess I just like being out on the water and it's relaxing. It's kind of cool, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I was thinking. stresses me out. <laughs> What's that? Hunting stresses me out. I get so nervous. Really? Yeah. And you have to be quiet the whole time. Right. Yeah, fishing, you're down. So how, how far down do you go to get salmon? Um, Usually like a hundred feet but sometimes they go out to the blue zone which is like past like 200 feet okay so, so. You, you use downriggers to get down yeah. there and that sort of stuff yeah so do you know how far out in the lake you are you still see land or no yeah sometimes other than when you're out in like 200 feet of water okay all right yeah yeah, it's like at our cottage. You, there's one section you can be in a thousand feet of water, and your bow might be like ten feet from shore. Yeah, it's just black right there. Um, <laughs> do you ever get caught in bad weather out there? Um, well, the last day last year, like we were in like derbies and stuff. Yes. 
and the last day was a kids day thing. Yep. <laughs> and I was still considered a kid last year. So my dad and I went out and because the biggest fish was $500 that day. Right. And I was determined and it was pretty bad weather, like eight foot waves. Yes. And how did <laughs> yeah. you fare? Cause that was my question. How are your sea legs? Um, it's good. As long as you don't like look down. Yes. For too long. Like if I'm like on my phone or doing something and then I look up, then I feel a little sick, but. Right. Right. And how did you fare in that derby? Um, I actually won cause I was the only kid that won out. <laughs> <laughs> cause the weather was so crappy, right? Yeah. And we caught a two pound salmon. I was like, dad, this is going to be really funny if no other kid actually goes. <laughs> and no one did. So my two pound salmon won 500 bucks. <laughs> You know what? It doesn't matter how many people showed up as long as you showed up. That was like, there was a, a cyclocross race at Trinity College uh, oh, a long time ago. And I was there to watch it. And somebody says, go get your bike. And I was like, I don't have a cyclocross bike. They said, get your mountain bike. So I went and got my mountain bike. I came third in the province. It was awesome. <laughs> there was only five of us racing, but it doesn't matter. I, yeah. Yeah. So as long as you show up, right? Yeah. <laughs> now. I have to ask you because a lot of kids might want to do what you do. You're sponsored a little bit. Yeah. So how did you get sponsored? Did you actively seek out sponsorship or did they see your social media pages and then they approach you? Um, some people reach out to me and some people I really wanted to be like a part of, I guess. Yeah. So I reached out to them. And? Yeah. It worked. It worked. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, so yeah. uh what sorts of companies sponsor you? Um, FXR. So um, that's like an outdoor like new... outdoor clothing company, right? Yeah, so like for dirt biking and stuff like that, but they just like made this fishing line for fishing clothes. That's cool. And like ice fishing stuff because they also do like snowmobile. Yeah, stuff. my daughter uses all their gear. Yeah, so that works out. Um, Gibbs Delta, that's like the flashers and everything, like lures that we use to catch the salmon. Right. Now, the um, flashers and that sort of stuff, that's what you put on the the leaders and that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. you know what? There, there are going to be a lot of people who don't know what you do. So you're the pro here. <laughs> oh, boy. <clears throat> I really yeah. suck at explaining things. But like, okay, so the flasher hooks on to the line that's like on the reel, I guess. Yep. And then there's, like, line that comes off the flasher. Yes. And then that's where you have, like, either your flies or we also use meat. So it's Oh, like, so you, you actually, like, use a, 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 a bait? Yeah, so you can use, like, anchovies and stuff like that. Okay. So then after that, then the hook comes off of that because the flasher acts like a salmon. So, like, when they kill the bait fish in the water right they like spin and like slap them around with their tails and stuff correct and then like the ones that die off they'll like float behind them i guess yes so yes. that's what the flasher is imitating like the salmon killing the bait fish and then the bait fish is like so they're attra they're attracted to that kind of commotion kind of like a shark right yeah yeah so most people would be familiar with watching uh, sharks, a school of sharks yeah. probably attacking or, or other big fish like tuna and that sort of stuff attacking yeah. small fish. Oh, that's kind of cool. And, and in front of that flasher, you have a, uh, 
the weight for your downrigger, right? Which kind of looks like a cannonball or some sort of uh, hydrodynamic looking device that's heavy. Yeah. So like you, <laughs> um, let like I don't know, say a hundred feet of line out. Right. And then you like twist it around and you clip it on the downrigger. Right. And then the yeah. downrigger pretty much takes it almost straight down behind the boat. Yeah. And then you're trolling at the same time, right? Yeah, we usually troll like 2.3 miles an hour. Okay, so for most people who don't know what trolling is, they're <laughs> cruising at a really slow speed through the lake trying to attract their fish. Yeah. And when I was a kid, they didn't have downriggers that I can recall. So we used lead lines. So we would have to put out about five or 600 feet of line to go down 100 feet. <laughs> yeah, we have that too. We have oh, um, do you? copper lines and lead core lines. <clears throat> right, right. Are, so are like they still like, color coded? Uh, yep. Oh, okay. All right. That's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, so we have like two color, 10 color, five color. Right. Have you ever got, got caught or have you ever caught a fish that you haven't been able to pull up? No. <laughs> My dad has at our lake. He, the other side of the lake, there's, a, I call them big hills, but they're old mountains. And he was out at dusk trolling. And he was down about 150 feet. And he caught something that was towing him backwards, and he couldn't pull it up. Oh, wow. And he got scared. <laughs> <laughs> and so he cut the line. So we figured it, it was probably a sturgeon because we have sturgeon yeah. in our lake. Yeah, I've always wanted to go fishing for those. Yeah? Yeah. You know, you know what? I think like one of the best rivers is out in BC for white sturgeon. Yeah, I'm pretty sure um, my dad and I and our friend was going this fall maybe. Oh, really? No, that'll All be depends cool. if it's still like cheap because of people can't come from the states and stuff so. right well you know what yeah if you go you have to take good notes and we'll do this again and then you can share your experience <laughs> about fishing for uh ancient dinosaurs <laughs> all right because <laughs> i have seen i, I saw a, a sturgeon when i was a kid at my at my cottage i was it was around dusk i was building a fire and uh, i looked out into the bay and there was this long thing that looked like an alligator. And I said, Dad, check that out. So I, I got in our little boat. It was a 12-foot fiberglass tri-haul boat. And I <laughs> rowed over beside it. And it was longer than the boat. And it was yeah. just, just floating at the top of the water. It was, it was pretty creepy. So I got up on the bow with the oar. And I was going to club it. <laughs> but then it just kind of slapped the boat and disappeared into the depths of oh, the lake. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Does your dad enjoy taking you out fishing? I guess. Not really anymore because I'm getting better than him. <laughs> <laughs> well, then he taught you well. He taught you well. Yeah. Yeah. Plans for this year. Are you just going to hang out, do the same sort of thing that you've been doing out in Lake Ontario? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Plans for the future in fishing. Oh, boy. Um, I think I want to get my captain's license. Yes. But I'm, like, not 100% sure yet. Uh-huh. So you 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 have to start by taking all your I think like white sail one and all that sort of stuff so you learn about navigating and uh I'm not 100% sure. I think that's more like your boater's license. Oh, it's above your boater's license cuz I've had to take it like when I used to race on a yacht. Oh. Kate's frozen. 
Yeah, you were frozen too. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. okay we got, we now. love this technology. A, a friend of mine, he does a podcast up in Northern Ontario. Oh man, I should uh, put you in touch with him because he's a uh, he sells all sorts of fishing equipment all across Eastern and Northern Ontario. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's he's huge fisherman. So we we were I was on his podcast and there was this incredible echo the entire time. He didn't hear it, but I heard it. It was absolutely <laughs> annoying. That is funny. Uh, so yeah, we were talking about you getting your captain's license. Oh so, yeah, I think that's like you just need your boater's license, and then for the captain's license, you just do go and do this course thing. Oh okay. But it says that you have to be eighteen, which kind of sucks because like I'll be in school then. Right, and you know what? They, you can be a pilot, like, really young. I remember uh, one of my friends at the cottage, his son wanted to get his pilot's license before he got his driver's license. Yeah. Yeah, he had to work really hard, though, to get all the hours in and that sort of stuff. And he had to drive from Montreal to Cornwall because that was about the oh, only okay. place where he could uh, book lessons and that sort of stuff for his age. Yeah. So what about the future, then? You see if continuing this in the future? Um, fishing? Yeah. Um, maybe. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> now, now, in the years that I haven't been in school with you, uh, I would always start the year off. I don't know if you remember. What do you want to be when you get older? Remember I would always ask you guys that? Yeah. <laughs> so what do you want to be when you get older? Much older. <laughs> um, I don't want to be a pilot anymore. Oh, no? No. I've changed my mind. Like, I might still do my pilot's license, like, just, like, on my own. Yes. But I want to go for chemical engineering. Oh, really? Yeah. Just to college, though. Maybe, like, bridge to university. Oh, okay. And know. what's the attraction to chemical engineering? I don't know. I just really loved chemistry. <laughs> oh, you're a sick puppy. But you know what? That's good. <laughs> I always tell students that of the sciences to take when you're in high school, make sure you always take chemistry because there are so many professions that actually want you to take chemistry. I know of students yeah. who are older now, and they said, yeah, I had to go back and upgrade and get chemistry and that sort of stuff so that they could continue on in their their profession. Yeah. So do you have any um, any idea where you want the chemistry, uh, chemical engineering to take you? Um. Well, I know that you can get jobs at, like, Chemico or OPG. Yes. So I kind of want to work at OPG in, like, the nuclear department as, like, an operator or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, I have a friend who is in charge of the refurb and all that stuff at Darlington. And OPG, okay. for people who don't know who are outside of Ontario, is Ontario Power Generation. It's a nuclear power plant. So Kate might be running nuclear reactors in the future. <laughs> and uh, Art told me that they make – he's in charge of those guys, and they make more than him. And he says, they deserve it. <laughs> because when something <laughs> goes sideways, they're the ones who are contacted first and their names are on the stuff that goes yeah. sideways. Well, that's kind of cool. And then you're, what draws you to that? The salary? I don't know, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. So what are you going to do in the meantime? You're going to finish school? This year, you're in grade 12, right? No, grade 11. Oh, grade 11. That's right. I keep yeah. forgetting about where you guys are. And Paige is in grade 12 then. Yeah. Uh, I see. One more year. Kind of hope yeah. that it's going to be all in person. Um, 
I kind of like the online because then I can just go fishing whenever I want. You know what? I have a I have a friend whose son is autistic. He's on the well. He's he's got Asperger's. He's really smart, and okay. uh, I think this year he might be in grade seven. But when he was in grade six and this stuff started, he's at home doing his work. And his dad said that he loved online learning because he can get his entire day's worth of elementary work done in about an hour. Yeah, that's what I like about it too. I and think then, it doesn't take as long. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Work at your own pace and then it's then you're free, right? To uh yeah. do whatever you want. As long as you're disciplined to get it done right away and then yeah, not exactly. have it hanging over. That's right. Maybe you can talk as a student about what it's been like the last year. Now obviously you you were just talking about how you're enjoying it. <laughs> Uh, how's the uh, social socializing been? <laughs> yeah, that part's kind of hard because, well, for my chemistry class, I had that last quadmaster. Yes. Now it's like not semesters, it's quadmasters. Right. So, so explain. Four. So semesters, you would have uh, four courses one semester and then four courses the next semester, correct? Yeah, now it's <clears throat> two courses, one quadmaster, then four times. Okay, and so. are you, so do you go to school for like, say take chemistry for the whole morning um yeah at our school it's like chemistry all day every day for a week and then the next week you would have your period two class or whatever right um but i know like saint mary's i'm pretty sure does like alternating days right and then some um schools do like in the morning one class in the afternoon another class right and how are you liking that one class all day for a week um, I kind of like it because I have Miss Kugler as my chemistry teacher. Yes. And the way that yeah. she did it was like we learned one unit that whole entire week. Yep. And then we had the test on the Friday. So it was kind of nice because then we were like just like focused on the one thing. Right. So you're I also. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, you go ahead. Um, I also had a spare the second week. So I only had to go to school every other week. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, so just imagine when I was in high school, and probably your parents, our schools weren't semestered. So I would have classes every other day. And so I would have a midterm in January, and then the final in June. And I could be questioned on content that I had learned in September. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, Right now, there's also no exams because of the quadmasters. Right, so your tests are really important. Yeah. I had a course like that in university. We had tests, oh, I don't know, every few weeks, and they were um, worth about 20%. Okay, Or yeah. maybe a little less, 15, because we had labs. It was a health class. and uh, But if you weren't prepared, you didn't have to write. So then that meant your final would be worth... In, that, in some cases, up to 80% of your mark. And okay. I know most of my friends who delayed writing their weekly or biweekly courses didn't pass that course. Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> so what other subjects are you taking at school? You got spare, you have chemistry. Um, this quad that starts like next week, I guess. I have photography and data management. Oh, photography's got to be rough. Is that with Mr. DeMille still? Yep. <laughs> I can't believe he's still there. Mr. DeMille, if you're listening, you got to retire, dude. Because <laughs> I think he might be marginally older than me. <laughs> but I, I, I think he started 
teaching a little after I did. Okay. And uh, yeah, so we were talking about social socializing. So how do high school students, unless you're the dummies at St. Mary's and CCI who uh, <laughs> got together, <laughs> you know what? Yeah. My my wife is dealing with all that fallout because she's gone back to work doing the COVID calling. I call it. Okay. Oh my gosh, what a mess! Anyways, I hope I don't yeah, get in trouble great. from her for talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was kind of mad because like people from my school like work with those people and everything. Uh, exactly. And then my school didn't close down. Right. And then we had a COVID case and then we still didn't close down. Yeah. So I was like kind of mad. But... I, I know. You know what? My daughter Kieran was uh, talking to Sean yesterday or the day before. She was really angry because there's an outbreak at OPG in Darlington. Okay. And I don't know what their criteria is because when we were in previously in here in the pandemic you, they would have one case and they would call that an outbreak now i think it's two cases yeah uh, but there's six thousand employees at opg in darlington and they come from all over the place and like kieran she lives out in the country like you do and she does whatever she can to stay safe but they all get together or they all go to the cafeteria to eat i don't think that they're able to they have enough time to leave and go and eat in their cars and, yeah. then, and then come back, you know, for me, that's what I would rather be doing is sitting, eating in my car and that sort of stuff. So yeah. she, you know, I don't know if she's, she says like, oh, if I have to get a COVID test, I don't want to have that. I'm done with this place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think we're kind of fortunate living out where we are. And then like where you live out in the middle of nowhere, pretty much. Right. Out yeah. in country. So. My neighbors actually have COVID. <laughs> no way. Oh, geez. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We laugh, but you know what? We shouldn't laugh, right? Because, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, like one of our for my former colleagues, one of the EAs passed away from that, eh? Oh, boy. Yeah. Do you remember uh, Miss Nesbitt? Oh, yeah. 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 And then, and then I have a couple of former students who were in, young men in their mid-30s passed away from COVID also. And they oh, didn't, boy. they didn't have any pre-existing, uh, conditions. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's mostly people that don't even have like pre-existing conditions. My mom knows a lot of people too. Right. Right. So. Yeah. I know we were watching the news yesterday and they were uh, talking about in the U S uh, about, uh, young kids who have gotten sick, but they were asymptomatic. And then yeah. after they have kind of healed, they started to develop all these symptoms and it's just like wrecked them. They have to go for uh, respiratory therapy and go see the physiotherapist. And, you know, these are young kids who are like you who do all sorts of school sports and that sort of stuff. And yeah. uh, COVID's just like sidelined them incredibly. Yeah. I'm happy schools are shutting down again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, especially because that way you can work away at school the way that you like to and then get out and do yeah. what you like to do. I oh, I know. So. You know what? We, we did forget to say how. Kate's house has been kind of a zoo today, so uh, she's out in the uh, COVID office out in the trailer. Yep, and I don't know, but my chickens are like... I can hear them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, how long have you had chickens? Have you always had chickens? Um. Well, that's a funny story, too. My neighbor's chicken came over last year Yep. <laughs> and um, had chicks in our hay bales. And then the chicken, I guess, went back over, and then we like told them, we were like, hey, like, you have chicks at our place, and then they didn't really come get them. So then we ended up with the chickens, oh. and we built them a chicken coop and everything. Nice. And then 
We just got four more um, chicks given to us like, cool. two weeks ago. Cool. So how many hens do you have? Do you have mostly hens or do you have roosters? Um, we don't have roosters. We did, but then they went back to the neighbors. Too, oh, that's kind of so. good. That's kind of good. Yeah, because Kieran, Kieran started, uh, she wanted, she's been wanting to raise chicks, so I built her this primo Fort Knox chicken coop. <laughs> yeah, nothing is getting in there because uh, you always have to be a, a weary of burrowing animals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we... Uh, she has like a little shed that we built that's totally insulated. Even the bottom, we have roofing on the bottom so animals can't <laughs> dig and, and uh, break in that way. And then when we did her run, we buried the uh, a welded wire fencing a foot in some areas. And because she's on a little bit of a hill, 20 inches into the ground and then filled the backfilled with rubble and that sort of stuff because skunks coyotes raccoons foxes they'll want to burrow and get in and get the birds right yeah so she's been pretty successful she's been selling eggs uh then she's realized there's a a big market in hatching chicks oh so she has three incubators at home she sold like 500 chicks oh no sorry 100 (laughs) chicks she gets like about five or six dollars a chick so that's what she's done and now she's doing uh meat chickens Okay. So she got 25 birds uh, just a little while ago, and they live in her horse uh, water trough that she has. <laughs> and uh, she'll put them out, and uh, you have to protect them from aerial predators. So she got a, a guard goose. Okay. Yeah, she calls him Bruce, but my buddy says, oh, you, you should call him Goose Lee. He'll kick your arse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, are you getting eggs from your birds? Yeah, we get, like, um, well, we have three hens right now, so we get like one egg a day from each one. Oh, I see. Yeah, Kieran gets, I think she's up to about eight right now, eight or nine eggs a day. So it doesn't take much for her to get a dozen. So, And yeah. she was attracted to chickens because one of her neighbors she bought eggs from has what they call Easter eggers. Oh, my sister wants those. My sister loves our chickens. Yeah? And they, like, lay different color of eggs. Yeah. Well, if if you check my page, my Instagram, you'll see a couple of posts that I have because they look like Cadbury Easter eggs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so that that's what, that's what she's been doing. And uh, I've been helping her with that, trying to mentor her with my agricultural background from growing up on my uncle's farm. Yeah. <laughs> Any other hobbies that you started during the pandemic? Um, no. Fishing, oh. raising chickens. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. <laughs> and just so people know, Kate is a really good student. And she's one of the ones who I was talking to somebody about how you, and I can't remember who it was, was it Garrett, I think? handed in some work later on in the year. Remember how I told you, don't throw your schoolwork out, keep it. You might be able to recycle it, just kind of add <laughs> to it, make it a little more sophisticated sounding, right? Yeah. <laughs> and Kate was one of those ones who pulled that on me and I realized it and I was like, yep, that's learning. That's top marks there. <laughs> I still do that. Do I you? still reuse my grade eight stuff. <laughs> so that'll tell you how good of an education Kate and the students got in grade eight when they're still using my work in grade 11. <laughs> Cause I think yeah. Owen, uh, I can't remember Owen's last name right now. Um, he was telling me, or maybe it was Jack Robinson. He was telling me when they were at St. Mary's, he goes, yeah, I'm in like grade 11. 
And we we're just talking about the genetics. To, oh, no, it was the math. Uh, yeah. Remember uh, the Paraline line theorems? PLTZ, PLTF, PLTC. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> he goes, my math teacher didn't even know about that in high school. And, and he asked me, where'd you learn about that? He goes, my grade eight teacher. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So it's been really yeah, fun catching up with you. Yeah, you too. Yeah. So thanks for coming on the show. And when I get this all produced, it'll probably be like in a week or so. Cause I'm not out to make money. I'm just having fun doing this stuff. And, <laughs> okay. um, I'll send you a link and then you can post it on your uh, Instagram page. Might help you uh, get more sponsors. You never know. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, all right. Well, you take it easy. Tell Thanks, your family you I said hi and uh, have fun out there in the water and be safe. Thanks. All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Skipper Report. Check back later as we'll have another fresh one dropping in a couple of weeks.